listening to Squat Club on the Air. Hi everyone. Um, we're going to talk to you about three top reasons why you're not losing weight. Because um, we agree that um, quite often our clients are saying that they're doing everything we told them to, but they are actually not losing weight. Is that correct, Jaden? Yeah, I typically find things similar to that. And it's not only just for people who are struggling or have been trying. Um, if this is something that you're interested in, so obviously weight loss or fat loss, um, it's going to give you a good place to start your priorities. So you can create a list and take something away from this and you know exactly where to start and common errors to look out for. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, so we'll start with um, number one, which is that you are actually not in deficit, um, even though you think you are. And there are many um, things that can go wrong when um, tracking your calories, macros. Um, but one of them is that you think that you are in eating in deficit, that you're not eating enough calories for you to be putting on weight, but you're still not losing weight. Um, why do you think, Jaden, it could be? Um, so by definition, a deficit is um, where you're supplying your body with less energy than what you're burning, right? So it means that you're energy balance is obviously into a deficit. And so that means that the body has to look within to replace the energy that you're expending. Um, there can be as few factors uh, as to why you may not be in a deficit. Um, one simply might be that your calories are too high. Um, plain and simple, if you're eating too many calories, you're feeding your body with too much energy. Um, you just won't lose weight. Uh, if your energy output isn't matched to that um, or exceeding that, you will not lose weight. Um, number two reason on that is, or number two factor, is that your energy output may not be high enough. Whether that comes from training or moving around, so like walking or anything like that, any um, activities that you do throughout the week, if you're not moving enough, you're not, your output isn't enough, um, that can really play into not being in a deficit. Have you had any other experiences around that? Well, I find that that one is actually one of the most common one. Um, we got a lot of people that are working in the offices at the moment, a lot of pe people working from home and just staying at home. Um, if you would track your steps, for example, you would probably do 1500 to 2000 steps a day. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely nowhere enough. near enough. Um, so yeah, not being active I'd say is the biggest thing. Um, I think, yeah, even with that, um, you may get caught up. So you may have been tracking your calories for a certain period of time um, and you may be in a pretty active or averagely active um, job. And then, so say you change your career path, you're still tracking. Uh, and with that job, it, it may be less active, but you're still eating the same amount of calories. So there's more than just one factor that you have to think about when you're talking about a energy deficit. Um, because it's not only just the energy that you provide your body, but how much you're expending day to day and week to week as well. That is really important for that. Um, and so don't get confused with saying like, uh, I'm eating X amount, so I should be losing weight. There's more more to it than just just how much yeah. you eat really. Um, so yeah. lifestyle factors uh, play a huge role in determining how you can lose weight over time as well. Yeah, and you definitely like any changes in your lifestyle you will need to do a change in your energy intake as well. 
Um, I, I was a perfect example. Um, before I started working at Scott Club, I used to um, work in a coffee shop and I was on the floor. So I was doing probably about 30 to 40,000 steps a day. And back then I was eating about 2000 calories and I was <laughs> still dropping. <laughs> it was like living the dream. Yep. But then I stopped working there and I started working at Scott Club, which I'm still active, but I'm definitely not doing 30 to 40,000 steps a day. And I remember that I was maybe eating about 1800 calories and I was putting on weight. And I was <laughs> like, how is this even possible? Like I'm, I'm eating less than I was eating before, but back then I was losing weight and now I'm putting on weight. And it was obviously because I wasn't as active as I was before. Yeah, perfect example of how a lifestyle can change. Uh, a lifestyle change can influence a weight loss uh, yeah. journey. Um, okay, so moving on to number two, and that is uh, we have here not tracking correctly. Uh, what are your experiences with clients and even yourself with um, incorrect tracking? I think that's again very big one. Um, there is more factors in not tracking correctly as we said already before, um, one can be that you're not actually measuring the food that you're eating and you're just estimating. And mm -hmm. that is, I think, big one because you might be like, oh, I, I had a bite of this. That's not that it's got no calories. But if you would actually track it, it might have been 50, 100 calories. And if you've done it 10 times in a day, well, there you go. It's 500 yeah. 4,000 calories. So um, tracking correctly is a big thing. Mm -hmm. I've experienced similar things with clients. And I spoke to one just the other day um, about they may not be, you know, tracking everything that's going inside of their mouth. And I'm like, those things, even though they seem quite small, can get away. And like if you look at um, the amount of calories consumed over the week or things that you're missing, it can really tally up and put you out of a, um, a calorie deficit or into a maintenance or even a surplus, uh, depending on how much you're eating. But what I find is um, a way to combat not tracking correctly is to be a little bit more consistent with the foods that you eat. Um, I find building routine, not to say that you have to eat the same meal every single day, but having a group of foods um, and understanding those foods well can really help in making tracking easier. Um, and so you're not lost when it comes to being, you know, sat down at dinner when you're out or something like that and looking at your meal going, what is this? Um, being consistent day to day and understanding, yeah, those group, uh, those food groups that you consume habitually is going to make tracking and your weight loss like so, so much easier. Um, is there anything else that you've sort of found with tracking incorrectly? Yeah. What about alcohol? <laughs> Have you found people tend to, or liquids yeah. in general? I feel like... Um Usually clients don't track um, liquids, so they wouldn't track their coffees. Alcohol obviously is a big one. Um, and not that, like I had never drank any soft drinks, so I can't tell, but um, I do have a lot of clients who are drinking cordials and juices and they actually, until I was like, there must be something that you're not doing correctly. And when I went to like find out what they actually eating in the day and then they would be like, oh, I have a glass of juice in the morning with my breakfast. I have cordial in my water. And that can be up to, again, like yeah. 500,000 calories that yep. you're not tracking. Um, I've had similar experiences on that as well. And 
like most of the time when you're in a calorie deficit, you don't want to, you know, slash your calories in half. So the amount of wiggle room that you have in inconsistencies with tracking isn't a whole lot. And so something like liquids where it may be just a soft drink once or twice a day, again, across a week, you tally that up and that's, you know, possibly, you know, high hundreds, even thousands of, of calories. And that's going to put you well on your way to being in a maintenance and yeah, probably a, a surplus. Um, I think that's yeah. Well, I would say for you to be tracking correctly, try not to overcomplicate what you're eating, um, especially if you are a beginner. Um, try to eat simple things that are easy to track. Um, I know that there is the internet, especially Instagram, is full of um, if it fits your macros, and people are showing they're eating donuts and they're eating this and they're going out but they're still losing weight they've been probably doing it for a while and they know exactly what they can do and they can't do if you are new to tracking macros you just need to work around your main meals make sure that you are not hungry during the day um, and that you're getting all the nutrients that are important for your body in Mm -hmm. every single day instead of um thinking about, all right, I want to have donut every single day, so I'm going to work around it. That's definitely not a good thing to um, to do, especially as a beginner. Yeah, I agree totally. Um, I say that like what well, I push for majority of my clients um, eat whole foods. Not only like are they nutritious and they give you body, your body uh, all the micros and macros that you need, um, they're very easy to track. And so like a sweet potato is always going to be a sweet potato where a burger can sometimes be you know, five different ingredients all piled into one. And so tracking, you know, a sweet potato, a steak and a handful of uh, veggies is going to be way, way easier than trying to track a burger or generally eating out because they tend to hide a lot of calories in those meals. Um, and then even if you are eating consistently, like look to low calorie, uh, simple flavors. So like your herbs, your spices and things like that, they're, again, makes food so much more um, enjoyable, but is really simple. And I probably wouldn't even bother tracking the amount of calories that, that are in those are negligible. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think we've covered a lot of, a lot about uh, not tracking correctly. What about consistency? Consistency is, um, again, <laughs> um, it's definitely one of the top reasons um, for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, you see a lot of people being consistent Monday to Friday and then mm-hmm. comes weekend and they blow out completely their calories. And it doesn't happen only to beginners. It happens to us also. Um, like I've been struggling for the last few weeks. I, I'm always good Monday to Friday because I cook on Sunday for the whole week. So I eat every single day um, the same food. But then comes weekend and I'm sometimes I'm not prepared and... That's where I go over. Working out on the land. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And not having time. And it is an excuse. If I was prepared, I Mm -hmm. wouldn't go over. Um, But that's, yeah, consistency is definitely a big thing. And this Monday to Friday being good and weekend not good is... um, Something that's very common. Um, I come across it quite a lot. And again, I've probably been in a similar situation as you where you take the easier option. It's not exactly something that you planned. Um, again, because it's not something that you're you know, prepared for, it becomes a little bit more difficult to track and then calories start to get away and you're inconsistent. 
Um, the Monday to Friday, again, going back to what I said a little bit before is when you're in a calorie deficit, you're not going to be in a huge deficit most of the time, I'd say. Um, and those two days, even though, you know, in terms of ratios, five days good, two days bad, on those two days, a lot of damage can be caused and you do lose a lot of work that you have done throughout the week. Um, and so in my experience, it's always better to question your goals and what you're willing to sacrifice. Now, if this is an occasion that's, you know, once in a blue moon or every few months, then go ahead and enjoy it. But if it's every weekend, that's where things start to get away from you and you won't be seeing the progress that you want to see. Uh, so it is important, something that I preach all the time is to be consistent more often than, than you're not. And so making sure that you're on top of your diet, you're tracking things correctly, everything that goes into your mouth is accounted for. Um, more often than not, you're going to, if you're doing that, you're going to see the results that you want to see. And then on the rare occasion, it's okay to, to slip out. Obviously, being as smart as you can, making the better choices, but it's okay to enjoy yourself. Uh, but being consistent with everything that you're tracking day in and day out um, should be or is the way to see the best results. And if your calories and everything is set up correctly, the habits that you have in place, uh, it should be enjoyable. It shouldn't be something yeah. that's, that's um, you know, a super large struggle. Uh, again, that provides or that's depends on context. But for the most part, fat loss shouldn't be something that's a really big struggle. It should be integrated yeah. with your lifestyle. And if you can't be consistent, I'd say that you're probably – Something's off. <laughs> yeah. I think a uh, very important thing that Jaden said um, about the goal and how much are you willing to sacrifice is really big thing because I hear all the time, but like I want to go out, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I know like I know people want to go out, but if your biggest goal and maybe you have health issues and you need to lose weight and that's why you – came to us for help that you want to lose weight, but then you still want to go out, you still want to drink alcohol. It's probably not the main goal and you are not ready to sacrifice that lifestyle for it. And it's okay if you're not ready for it, but you can't say that that's why you're here. Yeah, there has to be a level of clarity with yourself. Yeah, correct, correct. And, like you know, again, like I always tell, we are humans also, and I always struggle with my weight going up and down. And I know that it's only me who is causing it because I obviously like eating outside as everyone else. And I do it maybe once a month, sometimes twice a month. Um, and I know that I'm going to put on weight and I know it's on me. If I really wanted to lose, let's say, five kilos until Christmas, for example... And I would work hard for it, I would lose it. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that would stay in the way between me and losing five yeah. kilos. And I will, if I was 100% committed, I would do it. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've covered uh, three of the main reasons that we've come across uh, as personal trainers um, as to why people struggle with weight, our uh, weight loss. Is there anything else that you want to throw in there that people might be... Maybe it hasn't made the, the top three, but, you know, it can be our... Um no, I don't think... Nothing that I can think of. Okay. Okay. Oh, give yourself... The, the, the 
Jaden's definitely have something on no. his mind. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I reckon we'll leave it there. All right. I think we've covered a lot and you guys, um, as we said at the beginning, should be able to take a lot of value away from this. And if it's, um, even if you're not in a weight loss phase at the moment, uh, it gives you a good indicator of what you may need to be prepared for when you're heading into one. Uh, on that note, I'd like to thank Lanka for having this conversation with me. Well, thanks, Jaden. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, and hopefully you'll listen to our next episodes also. All of them. All of them. All right. See you guys. Have a good day.